Rolf, thank you so much for joining us. So the Baratas Group has secured a funding of 31 million US dollars to help realize its ambitious infrastructure expansion plans. The capital injection will significantly boost connectivity across key and currently underserviced regions and contribute to the group's goal of doubling revenue within the next five years. How will this investment in the infrastructure assist Namibia in its connectivity challenges? Okay, Angie, that's a very good question. I think there's a lot of infrastructure to be built all over uh, in Namibia and elsewhere in um, in Africa, and more specifically when we talk about um, in Paratus' context in Southern Africa. So we've got uh, fiber, which uh, you know provides a highway between various points, and then you've got uh, data centers, which provide a home to house uh, data and applications and, um, and so forth. Cloud, as it's often known these days. And then you also have cloud services which work inside those data centers. And then we also have our access networks, which is also fiber predominantly, but then often in areas where you're not able to reach that area with fiber quickly enough. And we also utilize wireless technologies and satellite technologies. So Baradis has already constructed a massive amount of fiber within Namibia from Balfour's Bay to Swakopmund through to Vintuk and then over to Betapos. And we're now taking that fiber further on through Botswana. And we'll probably uh, release a bit more information regarding that, but that we're taking it through Botswana and then onto Johannesburg and then onto Maputo. So those are one of the highways that we're building, which is about 4,224 kilometers from Balthus Bay all the way down to Maputo. And it actually traverses Eswatini. And then on top of that, you know, Baratas has also built the Armada Data Center, which is about 20 k's north of Vintuk on the way to Okahanya, just after Van Eck. You can see it on your left-hand side. And then also in Rokupmund, we've built the Equiano CLS, which is the first really high-capacity submarine cable, uh, which has come along the West Coast. There's another cable coming down called to Africa. Equiano was a project predominantly um, sponsored, de- designed and developed by Google. And Paratus was, I think, a partner with that initiative to bring that to Namibia, as you know. And then to Africa is something that Facebook or the company Meta is behind. And that cable should be coming live next year sometime. Then, Rolf, maybe you could just explain to us which areas of Namibia have been identified as the target areas for this expansion. Well, Angie, um, almost all over. So, I mean, we, we're building fiber in Namibia every day, probably in three, four, five, six different towns. Baratis has an extensive fiber network within Vintuk at the coast, Swakop, Balfus, Langstrand. It has a very extensive network in the north. There's a lot of additional fiber being built in northern Namibia, Oshikati, Ondangwa, and between those two. We're looking at Oshikangu at the moment, Itapi, and then we also are busy in Sumed uh, and elsewhere in the country. So it's literally kind of all over the country. Then how would the location of the infrastructure assist in the achievement of the group's goal to double revenue in the next five years? The revenue comes long time after the actual infrastructure. So if we look at investments like data centers, you know, you're basically talking about a physical building. So you're talking about a 25-year type investment, life cycle investment. And then if you look at fiber, then, you know, you're also talking 15 years, sometimes longer. So we hope that the revenues will come, but sometimes the infrastructure isn't directly, we're not able to accurately take the infrastructure and turn it directly into revenue. Then what makes this internet connection faster and better for customers, Rolf? You know, having the Equiano cable will just make the internet a lot faster in Namibia and then the additional investments as well. So, I mean, if you look at the speeds, speeds have increased from 2 megs, 4 megs, 10 megs. You know, these days we're looking at 20, 50, 100 megs. 
and we were actually debating this with a couple of colleagues and we were talking about the amount of bandwidth which is required and if you look at for example the SD video stream you're looking at 2.5 megs for that stream and then if you look at a HD stream you're looking at more 4, 6, 8 megs depending on whether you're talking about an Amazon stream or a Netflix stream or which video streaming platform you're working on that's a single stream and then you also have other activities happening in the background like Windows updates or Apple updates or Android updates and then you've got multiple devices in the same house. Sometimes you've got one person, you know, that's actually sitting on three devices. So the amount of data required, the requirements just don't seem to, to stop going up. And we're just seeing phenomenal growth on the amount of data that we have across our network. Most of our international network, we've just upgraded from various 10 gig links, either one or two or four 10 gig links up to 100. And then in some cases, 200 gig links redundant between different locations, especially within South Africa and then going down to South Africa from the DRC. We've also seen phenomenal bandwidth growth, which is actually unsurprising because the DRC has got more than 100 million people. Um, but all over the network, we, sometimes we actually struggle to cope with the increase in volumes. And then, uh, Rolf, how is this likely to affect pricing of current offerings to the customers? Angie, I don't think it will impact pricing much. So, I mean, I think Verizon's goal is not to, not to be cheap and dirty, if you can put it that way. So our goal is not to be the cheapest in the market. And we also can't afford to be the cheapest in the market because a lot of these infrastructure investments take a really long time to pay for themselves. And in order for us to deliver a quality service and a reliable service on time, on quality, on cost to the customers. We need to be able to fund to fund these expansions and to put additional infrastructure in the in the ground. And telecommunications, not only in Namibia, but anywhere in the world, it's a very capex intensive or capital expenditure intensive industry. What we normally endeavor to do is to deliver a better service, either a faster service or a more convenient service or better technology, better speeds, or to, you know, combine different services such as fixed data and mobile data, obviously at, a, at an affordable cost to consumers. How will this benefit business-to-business transactions in the commercial arena, especially on the international front? Well, Angie, I think in terms of business-to-business communications on the international front, I think businesses, first of all, they can sleep well at night knowing that the infrastructure is taken care of. So in other words, they've got reliable communications from Paratus, irrespective of the technology, be it fiber, wireless or satellite. And they can have those communications in various countries, such as Angola, Botswana, the DOC, Mozambique, Namibia, South Africa and Zambia, which are the ones that Paratus has got um, operations on the ground, buckies, people, staff. And then in many of those countries in various towns within the country, because obviously they're also massive countries like Namibia. And then also that businesses can have the peace of mind that they can put their data in a stable, secure, certified, environmentally friendly facility, and that we have other facilities available across the region in Lusaka and Angola of the same standard as as Armada and Winter. They themselves then don't need to fork out that money and the expense and the headache associated with building facilities of world-class standards. The fact that Google put their trust in us, I think, speaks worlds about that and other companies as well, in particular in the satellite space, for example, OneWeb. And then other hyperscalers and, and basically Silicon Valley-based companies have also put their trust in, in Paratus. In fact, out of the seven or eight hyperscalers and, and satellite operators, four or five of them, we're actually working with them. And some of it is 
sometimes names can't be disclosed. But yeah, businesses can then rest easy that we take care of, of their infrastructure, their communications. And then in particular, if you look at the South African context, the amount of challenges which South Africans in South Africa is going through in terms of power, in terms of the strikes, riots, and then also just crime and, and just the unstable operating environment. So I think perhaps some South African businesses could also look at Namibia as a stable place to put their data, being close by and having high speeds going down there, both along the coast on Ekbiano and the wax cable from Swakopmund through um, Botswana to Uvindu coming in on the east at Waitapos. Uh, well, maybe just the last one. What next for operators? What can we expect? Angie, um, I can't spill too many beans. I think I've already spoken extensively during the interview. All that I can say in a, on a final parting note is that every day, Paratus builds infrastructure in Africa. And in seven countries, we build infrastructure every single day. And we don't always receive the photos and the reports on time. But, you know, in the last week, I've been receiving photos of guys building fiber just above the Congo River from Rwanda to Yema, um, from the DRC into Kabinda, which is a, an enclave of Angola, just above the, the Congo River mouth. We just inaugurated our state-of-the-art new satellite teleport in South Africa. And you know, some, sometimes some of the companies think that we're a little bit crazy to continue to invest in satellite. But we realize that you know, while technology changes quickly, it also doesn't disappear immediately. In Botswana, the team is busy finishing 800 kilometers of fiber. There will be more information about that next year. In Mozambique, the guys are building fiber every day. In this last year, we inaugurated our, our office in, in both Beira and Nampula. If you look at Mozambique as a country, it's a very long country. It's 2,700 kilometers long, with more than 3,000 kilometers of coastline. If you include the, the little bays and the little islands, so it's a very long country and also challenging environment to operate in. And then we've got some other projects in some other neighboring countries, which mention at the moment. So it's exciting times uh, for Paratus and um, yeah, stay tuned. Rolf, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. It's a pleasure.